I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. We got a special show today. You know I've done freestyle shows on here over the past couple years, and I decided to do one with my good buddy Tom Demena. It's a fun ride. We get deep, and I'm excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, John Reed, Tom Demena Freestyle Show. Here you go. So you ready to do this? Um, I guess so. What do we? What do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. I kind of want to catch up first. It's been a while, or we can it's just catch up on air. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's catch up on air. There, there's no so. There's no expectations for anything. This is a freestyle show. So we uh, any any expectations that you had coming into this. You can just toss them aside. Anything goes. This is yeah. Alan Watts. You know Alan Watts? Yeah, I like Alan Watts. Yeah, we're like in Alan Watts territory right now, Tom. Okay. Imagine I'm Alan Watts and you are who hung out with Alan Watts. Um, I don't know. Probably, unfortunately, some similarly minded new age <laughs> uh, alcoholics. <laughs> um, no, but I can. Yeah, I can go. I can get there. It's, good. it's a good frame of reference. Yeah. So I'm I'm drinking, um, even though it's a freestyle show, I'm drinking Winslow tea. Because that's how you know. It's Winslow. I'm drinking it right now. Do you get a lot of money from the Winslow tea people? Because you really, really do an admirable job of promoting their, um, what I imagine to be very addictively delicious tea. Yeah. I mean, I do it more just to get the word out about the tea. Um, right now I'm drinking, uh, their, uh, rooibos. You ever tried rooibos? You know, I don't, I don't like that word. Uh, I've, I'm against that tea just because I don't like <laughs> the word. <laughs> it's a, uh, I understand that it's a, um, my wife and I call it rowboat. Uh, cause that's kind of the closest word that it sounds like. Um, but it's, it's a South American bark. It's, oh, no, South African. Sorry, pardon me. A South African bark that they make tea out of. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's if you don't want caffeine. I've, I've already caffeinated today, so I'm just, um, I'm good on the caffeine. So this is a non-caffeine uh, varietal, you could say. It's nice. I'm, 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 you know interested in these stimulating new fun things that are not as we get older john you know you're you're less um interested in let's say the more exciting recreational highs that are out there and more interested in the subtler yes spices of life man speaking of did you uh did you party at all after on on saturday I had to work. I was very bummed. I, I, there was madness in the streets. Not madness. It was glee and joy yeah. and delight. And, but it was um, such an outpouring. I'd never seen downtown Portland. So, because it's a pretty crummy town. And, you know, it's the winter blues kind of permeates the salty vibe. And to see downtown Portland just like smiles and honks like everywhere. I wanted to be in the streets for longer than I was able to, but um, I did have to work that night. 
Are so I had, I had a ride fun after work, obviously. It was just yeah. such a relief. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, God, that was a hard week. Oh, man. It was, it was excruciating. Are you no sitting slept. like next to a, um, uh, like some wind chimes? I am, yeah. Is it is it distracting? No, it's okay. I just wanted to figure out what that ambient kind of sound was. You, yeah, you my wife's got some nice chimes here on the front porch, and it's it's actually seventy degrees today. I, oh I wow! Can't explain that. Um, yeah, it's seventy degrees here in, in Maine in November. Let's play. Uh, so you you've heard a freestyle show before, right? What, what we I do love, here. I love, yeah, I love the freestyle shows. So you just mentioned don't. You said uh, don't explain, and that made me think of the uh, the Nina Simone song "Don't Explain." So let's we'll put that. We'll play that at some point. We'll we'll, we'll kind of develop a uh, a playlist as we talk, right? Okay. Um, and then if if we have any kind of retroactive um, vibes for what what bed music we want we can figure that out too trying to think of some like chimey like a nice chimey thing to go along with your wind chimes to put under us well i think you've already played it a couple times but that that nick drake song i just think of it the chime of a city clock you know that song is that um one of these things first chime of a city it's called city clock. it's called at the chime of his uh, it's called chime of the, of the city clock so that's why really so, yeah oh wow it's on brighter later so we'll we'll play wow. we'll play that but um it's not really chimey no well, we'll play that after we play uh, Nina Simone. That's a, a starting to feel the vibe of what we're putting down here today. But I, the reason I, I brought up the partying, man, is because I haven't been, uh, I haven't been drinking too often. Um, oh, good. And uh, but man, we we had some uh, kind of a champagne celebration out in the park with some friends mm-hmm. on Saturday, and I just felt horrible all sunday <laughs> oh no um well yeah you know you're not you're not a young man anymore no it's hard to tie one on like you used to I mean, you, and you used to really have the uh the gift of the um the all out the all out um you know late night cult 45 <laughs> <laughs> thing yeah uh, and that's hard that's hard on the body well it's it's not hard on the body until it suddenly is and uh it is now you know did you guys have fun i'm jealous we did you know but it's it's still i saw a we just talked about the future of of our country politically you know we sat around and drank champagne and looked out at the city and then just talked politics i saw this somebody on twitter said like comedians uh four years ago you know and then it was like jokes about like pokemon badges you know how many pokemon badges and then uh comedians now it's like 
Well, actually, if you tally the vote split in, in <laughs> Maricopa <laughs> County. <laughs> right, right. I can't believe how obsessed I was with Maricopa County that one night. I, I was re- I refreshed my browser like a billion times. I called my father-in-law in the middle of the night because he lives in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the, what's the score? What's the scoop? What are you hearing? Yeah. And he's like, well, that first batch that just came out, that last batch is just rural voters. Don't worry about it. And I was like, I can like, actually sleep just because he's, he was detailing that, that particular batch of votes that came in at like midnight. But it was rough. That that whole night was was torture, and it still is torture. I, I I I'm trying to like. I feel like the best way to go about things is to just assert of um, moving. Just move on. Don't feed the beast. Don't give yeah. this guy any more attention. Just be like, you know, you won the election. Just proceed. You know, like I took my Biden sign down because the election's over. I'm I'm just like moving on, and um, I think he's just going to make this as annoying as possible. It's going to be it's going to be so annoying, but I don't think it's going to I don't think he's going to be able to do anything. So that's my attitude. I took my Biden sign down and I put up a Bernie sign. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is amazing sometimes when you just like meet like a dumb I'm all for the Bernie crowd but there's mm-hmm. like always like a dumb bernie person that just depresses you to no end like a co-worker at the restaurant that i work at who's like i'm like you know the day biden wins he wants to list his grievances with the democratic party i'm just like not today buddy. yeah not today please i'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you over the head with this <laughs> mallet i'm i you remember ron paul supporters yes I feel like a lot of them somehow libertarianism stopped being cool, and uh, and and I think a lot of those would be Ron Paul supporters moved into the the Bernie column. Interesting. You know where did where, where have all the Ron supporters uh, Ron Paul supporters gone? Where have all you the know, flowers I... gone? You know. <laughs> <what I thought? laughs> Um, I'm just thinking about that that fake that joke libertarian from NBC or Community, whatever that show was, with the guy with the mustache, who was like the the cartoon libertarian. Oh, um, from from Parks and Rec, Ron Swanson. Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, he became yeah. I think kind of emblematic of that. He became such a well known joke. I think it maybe. Maybe that has something to do with the Wow, Bernies you think Ron absorbing. Swanson took, <laughs> took down the Libertarian Party? Um, I have met a lot of them, too, in Arizona, and they're awful. I think they're, unfortunately, probably some of the only votes you got in, that Biden was able to poach from the Republican Party was probably mm. maybe a few of those guys, those ugly shirt-wearing... <laughs> mother whatever's and I, I I met them and they were so awful they're just so they're always fat and gross and have just hideous clothing <laughs> and um, anyway they, they, they populate the great state of Arizona to no end I thought you were trying to reach across the aisle Tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I guess we have to I guess we yeah, have to I guess so I don't I don't know if in any of these... I thought it was going to be a landslide, and it's not. And uh, if it's not at this point, I mean, what the hell? we got to figure something out. Yeah. Figure something out. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm bummed about the Senate. I'm bummed. I'm so bummed. I guess there's a chance in Georgia, but... There's a chance. Uh, yeah. Um, have you seen what those two Republican <laughs> senators look like? They look oh, cool. Oh, my God. They <laughs> <laughs> just look like, um, like Adam's family people. I don't know. It <laughs> just look like... Uh, just terrifying. Just, I don't know, like Tim Burton characters. Mm-hmm. Is what they look like. So, have you, um, have you had? No, wait, any- Tim Burton just took for an opp- for an opportunity for <laughs> songs. Yeah. Did you, do you like the music from that Tim Burton Christmas thing? Um, it's all Danny Elfman, right? Right. Yeah. Do you like that kind of thing? like it okay yeah you don't don't like it no i don't it scares you i just don't like it i just don't like it i i and i feel like um i'm definitely in the minority on this but i think it's that really annoying oh you get too scared listening to it don't you you ever turn a song off because it's too (laughs) scary Yeah, but not that. I mean, nothing like, like you know, if I'm listening to... Um, Ooh, that's a good topic. Scare, uh, songs that you actually find somewhat scary <laughs> or uh, disturbing. Most disturbing yeah. slash scary songs. Yeah. What, what comes to mind? Well, I, nothing I, like deliberately scary. I think of like, I don't know, um, like some, like a Neil Diamond track that's just kind of like, grotesque that's kind of like scary i just feel someone's ego so grotesque or i just feel something vile in like the human spirit coming through that's what <laughs> i'm like i have to shut it off what's what's an example of a one of those type of neil diamond songs well like i love cherry cherry i think cherry cherry in 1963 is fantastic and then you hear him do it live and you just want to you hear him do it like a, a hot august night <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, Tom Sharpley talks about how like revolting that, how how like revoltingly pornographic or disgusting <laughs> that cover was. But yeah, it's just the way he does it is is so dis- it's so cheesy. You just get, you 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 are scared. You're just like, and then you think about all the fans. You think about all the people that are just rocking out to it. You just you know you're just like oh, shut it off. I can't. I'm going down like a rabbit hole. That scares me. Yeah. You ever, um, I think I've talked about this before on the show, but I, for some reason, when I was young, Steve Winwood, his voice and his <laughs> songs would really uh, kind of put me in a, make me feel really emotionally unsafe. Um, he has this, the song, Valerie. Call on me, Valerie. For some yeah. reason, that song really uh, made me feel really uncomfortable. Interesting. Um, and a, a lot of his songs. Um, so now I kind of enjoy listening to that to that era, of Steve Winwood, to kind of achieve some kind of emotional mastery. It's really interesting. You know, I have a very similar reaction to that period. There's a lot of those songs. I think it's just because of that age I was at. I don't know. I was 
like I, I can remember the George Michael song "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," mm-hmm. and I had like a, I had a nightmare that was just I was being chased by George Michael with a spray can to wake and singing "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," and I told about it, I talked about it to my sister, and she's like, I think you might you might be having some fears about your sexual identity, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's confusing. I, um, I had, there was, you know how on a keyboard you could, you could play, uh, it would be like the demo, you'd hit the demo button and it would play a song, like showing you how, how amazing the keyboard could be. Yeah. Um, I had a keyboard on which the demo button was, you'd hit it and it was wake me up before you go, go. Oh, and I, boy. And I think that my... I might be getting this wrong, but my conservative aunt who I was at... I must have just gotten... Maybe I got that keyboard for Christmas because we used to go to their house uh, for Christmas sometimes in Indiana. We were in uh, lovely Indianapolis, Indiana in the 90s, um, which was a delight. Um, but... I hit the button and I was like, I don't know what the song she said. Oh, it's wake me up before you go, go. <laughs> it's about a, um, it's about a guy trying to convince his, um, wife to not get an abortion. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Um, I had no idea that there was this kind of hidden depth to this song. This might be why it's so terrifying. Well, let's let's see if that's founded at all. I really feel like she's told me that. I don't know why I would be, you know, I don't know why I'd be making that up in my head. You know, get, getting back to Steve Winwood, I feel like there's um, there's something about those hit makers of that time that was like something. There's something so shallow and soulless and kind of like smell it on a guy like Steve Winwood or something mm. that scares me you know or like those or like those the eagles like the guys in the yeah. eagles like there's just like that scares me when I think about all those I think about all of them just being like we got the music business figured out we got a new song we just wrote it's just gonna be a, it's another it's another hit just send it out get the machine going <laughs> um I don't know uh, I'd like to think about all those guys kind of like me- meeting their makers somehow, but and that's this was what gets me back to Donald Trump is I just feel like unless you have people like that that feel like they face some kind of consequences, if they don't, it's just how does the story end? It doesn't doesn't seem to have the right ending. I know. So jitterbug, 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 jitterbug is are the first <laughs> lyrics. You put the you put the boom boom into my heart. You send me <laughs> soul sky high when your loving starts. Jitterbug into my brain goes a bang 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 till my feet do the same. I'm not I'm not getting a like a sexual planning or lack there. No, but I think that it's I can totally see how someone who's slightly demented might into it. Something. That's interesting. Wake me up before you go, go. 
Don't leave me hanging like a yo-yo. <laughs> I, that's I'm the, picturing like some kind of you know ultra-conservative minister, like you know, breaking this down in the court of law about why this why this song needs to be you know dumped and, from the airwaves. And why do why do I remember this? Is this, I, this, I feel like this is right on the edge of a false memory. You remember when Oprah would have those people? There was like the uh, like suppressed memory people who like realized when they were like oh, 45 yeah. that they had been abused. Yeah. I saw one of those and then I was always like waiting for, you know, to take the wrong step and, and realize... My whole life was going to be destroyed right. by something I'd forgotten about. Right. I've never seen them. Are they? Do you, are they believable or anything? You feel like they're actually someone's actually having like a a real moment on Oprah. I'm not. I don't. I mean, it felt real at the time, but I was young. Yeah, I feel like once you know anyone, once you put a camera, it's like I go with the Native American belief that like cameras are pure evil. You put a camera on somebody, and all of a sudden, there's no reality. It's all just someone musters up a performance, unconsciously or consciously, that makes them feel like it's happening. Is that true for us on on these microphones right now, or you think we're we're being real? Well, I don't know. That gets to a good question about whether or not like podcasts are better with you know a camera or just audio. Do you, do you prefer like a visual component? I prefer, I hate being on video. I hate FaceTime. I hate Zoom, all my Zoom classes as a teacher. So I appreciate that uh, when we do this, we, we don't share our screens. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so let's, let's play uh, Don't Explain and then Chimes of the City. And then we'll we'll come back and, and try to get to the bottom of, of these. Can I just say that there's this really cool album of Japanese ambient ambient music that's a lot of chimes and whatnot, and it's so cool. What's it called? Um, it's called it's just called Japanese ambient, and it, it it's the t- the artist. It's various artists. But the, there's like a, a Japanese title, and it's Kankyo Ongaku. I think that's how you say it. Kankyo well, Ongaku. And um, the first track is called Still Space, and I, I listened to it randomly at Bull Moose, which is the record store here in Portland, and I fell in love with it. Well, a uh, funny thing you should mention that. That's been playing the whole time we've been talking retroactively beneath us. No. Are you serious? Well, n- I'm going to do that uh, in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will. I don't know. I feel like this is so obscure. You wouldn't be able to find it. I, I, I'd love it if you could. I'll find it. I'll find it on YouTube. You, if it's not on Spotify, it's probably on YouTube. And if yeah. and if I can't find that, there's this group. You ever hear a Kitaro? It's like an mm. '80s. Uh, n- uh, new age group yeah yeah there was this tape a, a cassette kataro that my parents and their friends used to always play when they would have like little get-togethers wow um 
and uh, talk about deep emotional (laughs) association that that runs about as deep as you can go for me so um i'll if i can't find the whatever the hell you told me to play i'll (laughs) play guitar guitar all right right, let's let's hear these songs Now 
Went to ground with a face so pale I never heard about the change Showed his hand and fell out of range In the light of a city square I find out the face that's fair Keep it by the side When the light of the city falls You fly to the city walls I take off with your bride But at the chime of a city clock I put up your roadblock I hang on to your ground For a stone in a tin can Is wealth to the city man Who leaves his armor down And we're back. <laughs> How about that? It's great. It's great. I'm living in your reality. Yeah. The the um, the magic of editing. So what else is going on? You still have uh, pets? You still have a, a dog and a cat? You don't have a cat. Yeah. No, we don't. Well, we sort of do. We, our neighbor cat comes over all the time. Um, and did slap Phyllis, which was uncalled for. Your and, dog. Uh, in, inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> this cat smacked Phyllis and um, <laughs> <laughs> was very rude. And, uh, you know, Phyllis wouldn't hurt a fly. It's very, mm-hmm. why would you be, why would you be mean to, why would you be mean to Phyllis? But um, anyway, Phyllis is doing well. And uh, we get to, we go to the park all the time. I've been, um, I've been microdosing. Wow. And I've been uh, enjoying my time in nature this fall. And uh, Phyllis and I have been taking long walks together and it's been very, very illuminating. Wow, that sounds that sounds fun. I would be I'm I'm afraid to do that. I'm I, I don't think I can do that kind of stuff anymore. I understand. Um I, the the appeal of microdosing for me is that it's just much more con- you have way more control, mm-hmm. and um, it's really about productivity more than anything. You're trying to just be able to uh, focus and get more done, and uh, maybe you know figure some things out along the way. But it's actually it's actually energizing, and um, maybe I'll do a macro thing but you know i think this is a whole tidal wave happening here with with, with these compounds mm-hmm. and um i want to be on i want to be on the wave of it because i think it's going to be pretty transformative especially for people in their 40s um who start seeing it as a therapy and yeah. not this party 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 drug well, speaking of that, when I when I used to macro dose, I used to love to listen to uh, Tortoise, the band Tortoise. You ever listen to them? No. We'll we'll put some Tortoise on in the background right now um, from their 
from their album. I think it's from their self-titled record. We'll, we'll put a little bit of that on. So yeah, I was listening. I was listening to the radio during my last experience. I took. I was drinking tea. And it was fantastic until I. I thought I'd. I convinced myself that I drank too much, and I started to get really sick. And I started to freak <laughs> out, and then I met up with Jay, and Jay kind of calmed me down. I remember I. It was a freezing cold night, and I just put on the Velvet Underground. I just jacked it up, walked around in the freezing cold, and kind of sobered up, you know. And I just mm-hmm. like calmed, calmed down. I was like, and then I met up with Jay, and then Jay uh, played us, uh, I don't know, some cool music, and I just back to normal. But up until then, I was having a wild time thinking I was the funniest man on earth. <laughs> I think I got completely <laughs> naked. This is in the apartment that you moved into. <laughs> okay, yeah. And um, and then my previous tenant, before you came in, came home. I was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. And then I went out for a walk. But it was a, that was a wild ride. That definitely scared me from doing it again. And that's yeah. why I, kind of, I think I've been microdosing ever since. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a thin line. It's like it's uh, you you don't know which way. It's it's kind of like the jitterbug memory. You're not sure if it's where it's gonna if it's real or. Um, tried to do a call back there, but uh, you didn't seem to appreciate it very much. Um. <laughs> well, you know when you bring up anything, George Michael related. Now I'm just questioning my uh, my sexual identity oh, as, yeah. a, as a ten year old boy. I think about I don't know how when that song how old I was but forgive me I'm sorry I got I got lost in my own stuff okay that's uh I can I can tell you I've got the song it's 84 84 so I, I was uh five I think I've told this story on race that's basically what my shows become I've I think I've told this story before um you got to just preempt it so you don't seem like you're just uh, repeating the same stuff without being aware. But um, I don't know if I've told you you this, Tom. Um, when I was like nine or ten, both my parents kind of had musical affairs with uh, an artist. My dad got... Uh, the Madonna Immaculate Collection and would listen to her a lot and my mom wouldn't. It was like my dad's thing and my mom had uh, George Michael and would listen to the George Michael tape um, and that was just her thing Mm -hmm. and it made me kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) That they were seeing someone else. Yeah, they were musically seeing someone else. Wow. He needed Madonna, and she needed George Michael. Yeah, which now I understand. You know, that's fine. Do yeah, you have you have stuff uh, with your wife where it's just like, uh, like food or TV show or music, where like you just know that like that's her thing. You're not really into it, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think that. Um uh, a lot of the things that are like my thing or guy things or things that I'm starting to realize are terrible things and not <laughs> good things. And uh, I, I, not to say that I'm like just in love with everything that she watches, but 
um, the Great British the Great British Baking Show has been mm-hmm. a, a real eye opener for me of like how much I can relax and get into this kind of programming. That's that show has been like a godsend for yeah. us. You can yes. Watch something, chill out, relax. Tell televised Xanax is what I yeah. call it. It's just uh yeah, it's very comforting. Um yeah, my wife got me into that as well. You got to give it to Paul Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's just—he's great. You know, yeah. people like to say he's the heartless one, but you know, he's what makes that show tick tock. And he's—I think he's a good guy, actually. At the end of the day, really. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Um, you know what the what song that that Velvet Underground song you were singing is? Oh, no, no, no. Um, what goes on? What goes on? What goes on? What goes on? And it's got this awesome thing where he just literally just strums three chords. But I just, I was, I, I was just obsessed with the way he strummed these three chords. I couldn't. I, I'm still trying to like get it right. Um, it's just got this awesome rhythm he's doing with it, and uh, uh, you know, obviously he's he's like this genius for cultivating his own sound on electric guitar but there's just something in the way he struts those, those last couple those last like couple minutes in the song that I just freak out about it's in the way that you use it <laughs> right that's right that's right you know I am on board now with completing completely hating Eric Clapton in the way yes, that I was thank you before <laughs> Thank you. And uh, even though I think he's talented, I just can't get past anything that I. Uh, he's just disgusting. He should just go away. Yeah, his music now stinks, and it's a shame because there's a lot of the songs that I like. But I just same way like I listen to Michael Jackson, I can't. I used to love that song "Wonderful Tonight," but now if you listen to it, he's such a tool. He's such like a sad sack tool in that. <laughs> And I say yes, you look right because he's just kind yeah. of going along. Well, like he's like, we go to a party, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone turns to see right. a beautiful lady that's walking around with me. Yeah. Right, and then he says, "It's time to go home now because I've got an aching head." Oh yeah, that's terrible. So I give you the car keys and you help me to bed. Ugh. And then I tell you when I turn out the light. So he's like so wrecked right. from partying that right. this girl's taking care of him. And he's like, yeah. uh, by the way, <laughs> you look wonderful tonight. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Glad I got all dressed up so you could get, you know, fucked up. <laughs> This night sucked. Party sucked. Everyone was, you know, looking at me. I overdressed. This is it's, stupid. It's still like <laughs> you can go to bed, but I'm gonna. It's still like nine thirty. I'm gonna go watch TV. <laughs> He's just eating, you know, mac and cheese that you found in the refrigerator. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I think about um, that amazing song. I realized it was amazing. Motherless. Uh, well, I'm motherless child. I don't know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so cool. The way he sings it, it's so cool. And then you watch the video. The music video is just outrageous. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like all these homages to the, you know, old time blues men. Um, it's just gross. And not a scent. You know, the guy didn't just, just rip them off. Yeah. And just and has and has the nerve to be this loud, outspoken, anti-immigrant son of a bitch. It's just some nerve. He's a, we call him slow hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry to say Van Morrison. I mean, I know he's your guy, know, but like, what I the know. hell? It's so sad. It's so sad. I haven't even listened to this song he put out no more lockdown i can't bring myself to it's on like my spotify like suggested thing but i'm like please that's where that's where we are you know we're just these these staples are turning against us you know like never in a million years did you imagine brown-eyed girl to turn on you (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean never in a million years you know we're kind of uh crapping on on this older stuff but Something that I've been excited about recently is um, this record. I didn't know it existed. It's called Trio, it's, and it came out in 1987. And it's Lind, uh, Linda Ronstadt, Emily, Emmy, Emmy Lou Harris, and Dolly Parton singing together um, like three-part harmonies. Mm-hmm. And it, man, it is... Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, okay. It's like I'll an old, it old country record. Back when country was... Uh, it's 11 right. songs, but it's only 40 minutes. It's just like wow. in and out, you okay. know? Um, cool, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds like, that sounds cool. I, I, I've been hesitant to watch the Dolly Parton documentaries because I, I know she's amazing and everything, but um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm uncomfortable looking at entertainers that have had that much plastic surgery, mm-hmm. right? and I, I can't get past it. I just think there's something wrong here, and we shouldn't be just turning a blind eye to that. Maybe I'm being silly, though. I don't know. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I've also been talking about how, um, and maybe this is wrong to say, but... Um, I, for the by and large, I don't I don't like celebrities, former fat, formerly fat celebrities who are now thin. I think that they usually um, their output or their just demeanor really suffers. It does something to them that I don't. I prefer them to just keep the weight, die earlier, uh, <laughs> but just you know, stay in my good graces. Like Chris, yeah. Chris Pratt would yeah. be an example. Yeah. Um, I thought Adele looks looks scary now that she's thin. Um, the list goes on and on. Well, the Chris Pratt thing is it's a tricky one. I feel like you know he accomplished what I always wanted to accomplish, and I can't take that away from him. <laughs> I have wanted to just one day be the lead of an action film series that would be nice are you serious 
oh yeah no it's like the, the inner 10 year old boy in me would like always wanted to you know be han solo and you know he pulled that off even and it's just like it's like watching yourself pull that off watching your normal kind of like pudgy self somehow <laughs> will that and i guess he's <laughs> no longer you know he, he, he's he's lost something along the way but i just i just think that he did something that i would have really liked to have done you know at, at least once in my life so i can't knock him for that at once in once in your life you want to be the lead of a of a like a multi-million dollar action movie just once a good one, a good one. <laughs> I, I, you know, that one still wasn't good enough. It no. wouldn't have been good enough for me, but yeah. Yeah, who else? Um, I'm looking. Um, Ricky, well, Ricky Jarvis didn't lose that that, that much weight, but uh, he really does suck now. Yeah, Jason Alexander, does. I don't I don't think he's... He... You know, I, I, I've, I go back and I, I, I watched a few episodes of Seinfeld and I hate George. I, George, it, it's really weird, John. If, 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 go back and watch Seinfeld, and George is not funny anymore. It's really funny. I, it's really weird. I was not expecting it. He's not like, not funny, or just the character is really dark. The character is way darker. It's, yeah. You know, in today's climate, it's like you see it totally. You see him as just being like diseased in mind <laughs> and mm-hmm. just an awful, like a just a terrible man, just a terrible man that you don't ever want to end up <laughs> like <laughs> and he's scary it's like you know and also jason alexander is, is scary like he's played some scary roles before he was george he, he played a really really terrifying guy in in that movie uh, pretty woman he plays oh, richard yeah. gears richard gears like asshole lawyer friend who like slaps women around and yes he's terrifying he's terrifying and when you and there's like just a little bit of a sinister edge to him that like also just kind of creeps me out when you remember that watching George I could I just couldn't believe how much I was not enjoying Seinfeld in like a baseline way you know that I'm so used to laughing at, at George that's interesting yeah I've we've watched a little bit of it and I did I did see that it's much darker uh, but I'll, I'll have to I'll have to go back into it and and uh, you know rethink yeah. enjoyment of something yeah. that I used yeah, to Yeah, you're not allowed about. to enjoy that anymore. You're not allowed to. <laughs> um, so let's, let's wrap up with um, what goes on and then um, we'll play To Know Him Is To Love Him off of uh, Trio, the Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emily, Emmy Lou Harris uh, record. But what we, the last thing we got to figure out is what we're playing underneath us while we're we're talking during this segment what other good uh what what suits the vibe of where where we've been oh well we were i was playing tortoise oh yeah okay well maybe some um i was gonna say some like then early van morrison but that doesn't make any sense yeah but it also it has to be instrumental too some like some with a little pizzazz how about some uh antonio carlos joe beam kind of that uh like teetering on the edge of elevator music in the background. I like that. Well, this has been, I've been wanting to do one of these freestyle shows uh, with with you because we uh, can bounce off ideas. We didn't know yeah, we were going to talk nice. about any of this. No, it was good. I enjoyed it. 
like a therapy session. Yeah, that's nice. All right, well, great, buddy. great talking to you, man. Yeah. And okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, how about that? Thanks to Tom. Check out his Patreon and his music. Tom Demena. Just type in Tom Demena, okay? And you'll see. You'll see it all. If you're listening to this on your computer, please consider downloading the app for your iPhone or your, what's it called? Android. You can drop by radiofreebrooklyn.org if you want to donate to help keep us on the air or to sign up for the newsletter. And today's show is brought to you by City Running Tours. They're offering neighborhood running tours throughout four of the five boroughs. The only four that matter. Screw you, Staten Island. You can choose from 23 different tours running through Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. It's offered seven days a week. Go to cityrunningtours.com slash New York City to find a schedule and book a tour. Big show next week. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. We'll be talking to Kyle and Chris and giving you some great ideas for your lonely Thanksgiving. Have a great week. Love you guys. Peace.
浪。